I really think that this business, especially in, in the season that we're heading into right now, has maybe the biggest upside, realistic upside potential of any business that I've ever talked about on this podcast because it's relatively accessible and you can make this a trend on TikTok. All right. So, yo, 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 what is up, guys? Welcome back to Teen Finance. Today, we have an absolute banger planned. I think we're going to roll it off. Actually, talking about some finance stuff, which yeah, we is kind of <laughs> right? crazy. <laughs> no, we got some breaking news. I'll, I have to keep it kind of short. My, I have a sore throat, by the way. I've been like, I had a oh, terrible no. headache yesterday. Um, oh, is that where you I were today? You weren't? Huh? Yeah, it was pretty bad school. this morning. Oh man! But I'm I'm loaded on you, pain you meds, so we're gonna. Be, I know I I'm like eh, it's a Monday. I'm probably fine. <laughs> um, miss nothing at school, but being sick, we have missed a lot in the in the past week ish. So True, I'm yeah. sure a lot of you have have heard in some form or another about a bank collapsing, but you might not know the details. So basically, on Friday, I believe, right? Yeah, I think yes. it was Friday. Yeah, Friday the FDIC the FDIC seized Silicon Valley Bank because basically a good old fashioned bank run started, and um, yeah, the bank collapsed. To sum it up, and why did why is that bad? Because when banks collapse, people lose their money and people start to panic. So we're here to. Not to fan the flame, we're here to put out the fire, kind of calm everything down, put everything into perspective, explain what's happening so you have a little bit of a better idea. So um, first, Silicon Valley Bank, not a bank that normal people really use. It is primarily a bank for you know startups and things like that, other businesses in Silicon Valley. Um, not like your Wells Fargo, your you know JP Morgan Chase, anything like that. Um, Nevertheless, it can still have ripple effects on the market. So that's why it's really important. Um, real quick, just to explain what happened. Basically, S SVB is that what SVB? Silicon Valley Bank, yeah. I think their SVB. ticker might be something slight. It might be SIVB is their is their ticker symbol. Um, I saw it on stock puts because it was I have like that widget on my thing. I saw SIVB down like 60% one day. I'm like, oh, something yeah. bad has just happened. Um should have shorted Basi- it. Right. Um, <laughs> basically, what happened was this bank had been getting a ton of money in deposits from all of these different startups. Right. So we know we've been in a tech bull run for the past like 10 years ish. Um, and it really heated up in the last like one year. You could go have a startup. It could be you know, any startup, it could, you could, you could go in there with Colby's umbrella pen and say that you're going to use AI with it. And some dude in a Patagonia vest would just hand you a briefcase with like a billion dollars in it. So people were getting all sorts of money from private equity and these angel investors, um, and venture capital and stuff like that. And once you get that money, Maseo, what would you do if I handed you, if you were a startup and I just handed you $10 million, what, where, where would you go put the money? Silicon Valley Bank. Exactly. So all these in, all these people with their startups are putting their money in Silicon Valley Bank. And Silicon Valley Bank is like, all right, we got all this money now. 
we're going to do what banks do. So if you don't know what happens when you give your money to a bank, your bank doesn't hold on to that money. So by law, they're required to hold on to some of it. Do you know it's like 25%? No, it might even be way lower than that. I think it's less than that, to be honest. How much money is a bank required to have on hand? Um, 3%. Yeah, okay, there it is. <laughs> uh, no, 10% for large banks. So most sense. banks are required to hold 10% in reserves just on hand so they can give out deposits in cash for example when you want to do that but otherwise that money that you see when you go into your wells fargo app or your chase app or whatever bank you use and you see that money that if everyone went and tried to deposit their money at one time it would not be possible because not all that money is available at the time so what banks are actually doing is you know how when you go and give your money to a bank you get some return on your money for stashing your money there. So in your checking account, you probably get nothing. It's probably like a quarter of a percent or something like that. But in some high yield savings accounts, you're getting like one and a half to 2%. So where's this money coming from? It's not just coming out of thin air. What your bank is actually doing is they're taking the money that you give them and they're investing it in certain things. One of the most common things that they do is they give it out in the form of loans. So let's say someone needs to buy a house. When you're, when you're borrowing money, you have to pay that, that interest on your loan. And when you give money to the bank, in a way you're lending money. So then you get an interest rate paid back to you. That's like really basic stuff, but I just want to make sure that's like really clear. When you give money, when you give someone your money, you get interest back on it. When you take someone else's money, you pay interest on it. It's like basic lending principles. So when you give your money to the bank, they're going to go and loan it out to a ton of things. But they also are going to do things like buy securities, like bonds and, and stuff like that. So that's what SIVB did um, or SVB did. They went and they bought a ton of um, bonds from the Fed. They got like um, mortgage backed bonds and things like that. So they have all these securities and that's all handy dandy until a lot of people start pulling their money out of your bank and that's exactly what happened so people started pulling out of pulling money out of svb and that's normally fine because you have some certain amount of money on hand but these but svb um they didn't have enough basically so i think was it do you remember what day was it wednesday or thursday no thursday is when they announced thursday yeah so on thursday they announced that they're going to have to sell some securities to pay um, these deposits back. And normally it's like, okay, no big deal. The thing is, one, they're selling these securities at a loss. Two, it's not the actual thing that's happened that really matters. It's that everyone knows when a bank starts to sell securities, bad stuff is happening. And it's the number one sign that a bank run is about to happen. Quick definition, a bank run is when everyone tries to go and deposit their money out of the bank at the same time and the bank just simply can't pay back if you want to turn on your history brain real quick if you're taking u.s history you're probably familiar with the stock market crash of 1929 the great what started the great depression and something that you might remember is that this is kind of how it started so a lot of it was sell-off in the markets 
the bad thing that came after that is that banks started collapsing when people started withdrawing all of their money out of the bank because they don't trust the financial institutions. And that's how banks collapse. And, you know, people who have their money in the banks lose everything. So people know this. When they see some people withdrawing their money out of the bank, they just go and try to do it as fast as they can. So you can't be the last one. At one point, the government steps in, the FIDC, and they seize the bank on Friday. So that's catching you up to speed. Basically, what, what also happened was, I mean, the Silicon Valley Bank had a ton of these, what, what kind of triggered it in a way is Silicon, what triggered people to start pulling their money out in the first place is that SUB had a ton of fixed rate bonds. And I don't know if anyone pays attention to this, but I was literally in the car when I heard the announcement that the Fed was ra- the Fed just raised interest rates. And um, what they're trying to do is to stop inflation because I'm sure we all know you see gas prices and things like that going up day to day. So that's how you can see inf- inflation is happening. How the federal government, um, how they implement their monetary policy, which is basically the different ways that the federal government will try to influence the economy, the different tactics that they use. Um the main thing is they use different systems that change over time. Right now, it's the um, IOER and the RRP, and they use that to try to set a target federal funds rate. But, you know, you have Jerome, who's doing that, doing his best to stop inflation and listen to what the people want. And you can stop inflation by raising interest rates. But when you raise interest rates, all these fixed rate bonds that are at lower rates all of a sudden aren't as valuable because you can get new bonds at higher rates. So what does that mean? It means their price goes down. So that's why SVB was send, was selling all of these bonds. Um, at a, they, were, were, they were taking a loss on them, basically. And that's what started the bank run, if that makes sense. Was that simple enough? Inter- Fed raises interest rates. The price of these older bonds goes down because their interest rate isn't as high. And then people see this, they start selling because they predict what's going to happen in the future. I mean, economics is all just a ton of psychology and a ton of decisions that people make back and forth. Um, so people are predicting this. They go and they get rid of, they pull their money out of SVB and then tumble. Bank run starts. Yeah, um, yeah not pretty stuff. Maceo, what effects are this, is this going to have on me? Like, like why, why should I give a crap about this? Mm, I mean, the market as a whole is down. There's a lot of fear. SVB, most of the people who have their money in there, I mean, the Fed, basically, any, any teens listening to this literally don't have to worry about anything is, is where <laughs> we want to start. Um, the Fed insures your money in banks up to $250,000. So unless you're like a baller, Unless you're like us, who have like trillions of dollars stashed away in banks all around the world, you really don't need to worry. If you're up to 250K, your money is insured by the Fed. Of course, people who had their money in Silicon Valley Bank, a lot of them were like, you know, startups and stuff that have millions and millions of dollars. But what the Fed is probably going to end up doing is just liquidate the assets of SVB and then pay it out in a dividend. Um, what that means is if you had, if you had SVB stock, you're screwed. That's just going to be a total loss. You're going to lose all your money. Um, so just, I don't know if I didn't own any SVB stock, so we're chilling. Um, but if you did, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry for you. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
other than that, I mean, these a lot of other banks, a couple other actually, maybe like two in the past couple days have been seized by the Fed for ones that were reliant on SVB because banks are all interconnected, um, interlinked, as I should say for the <laughs> for the for the Blade Runner reference. Um, but um, your big banks, Wells Fargo, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, all of those ones, they're kind of above this in a way. Like they, they, those banks are bigger than SVB and you're basically going to be fine. So you don't need to worry about it too much. But the main thing you just want to watch is that this just show like a bank collapsing is not a good headline. And because it's stirring panic, even if nothing terrible is actually going to happen, like this, it's the psychology of everyone seeing this at the same time and worrying and not knowing exactly what it is. That's going to stir the panic. So just be vigilant is all I can say. I mean, you not now you, like not everyone is is listening to this podcast, so not everyone is like chilling out. So just be careful because at the end of the day, that's all economics is. It's just people making decisions and trading with each other. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my two cents. I don't know. It's probably fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking my money okay. and putting it under my mattress or anything. So. I mean, it's insured. You literally, you don't have to care. You really don't. Yeah, you're fine. Um, what little transition though? What you should care about is the three D to C business. Just switching, taking a one eighty right here. <laughs> um, that's that's the breaking news. We had to get that out of the way though. It's it, it is big news. It's big finance news, and it's a good lesson on on how banks and the Fed and all of that works. Um, but it is a little bit I. If you fell asleep during that, I'm sorry. If you clicked off the pod, <laughs> you're lost because we're about to give you three amazing ideas now. Um, Crazy ideas. Yeah. So let, let's pivot into that. Let's get into the fun stuff. Um, I'm going to say, I'll let you go first. I just talked for or, 11 minutes. How, I'm sorry. Have, I, I did not mean for it to go that long. I thought that was, <laughs> that was supposed to be like three, four minutes like a max. Minute thing. It just kept going. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's My just apologies. like, well, there's a lot of info with it. There's a lot of info had, and it's, it's juicy stuff. Because Huh? I, I had two. I had I had okay I had three and then two of them entirely exist already so I have one now okay <laughs> so you want to start us and then I'll go second and then sure 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 yeah, okay yeah. so my first one um it exists in different capacities but not exactly all right so recently um I got a suit right nice suits are expensive though and um the thing is a lot of times you want to go in person to buy a suit to get the full um, experience with a tailor who can check your fit and all that. But my idea is for a suit company, for the people, a suit company that doesn't mark up its prices, you know, 120, 150%. I don't even know, but these, there's no way these suits cost like $100 to actually manufacture. They're definitely made for like two cents in a sweatshop. So my idea is to one not make the suits in a sweatshop, oh, but to come find on. To, to find some <laughs> some very um a, a very good non fast fashion non worker abuser factory to make some quality garments that still would not cost. There's no way like a suit actually costs more than fifty bucks to make. Um, so we're gonna make some nice suits, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell them direct to consumer. And we're going to have a digital tailor. All right. Oh. So what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to send in 
different your your height your weight you're gonna be able to send in pictures of yourself not like pictures of just of yourself to get your general build and things sure. like that and then we're gonna hire a call center of people i have connections to a call center of this company called jagco in arizona and they just purchased <laughs> a new building so what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up a call center of a ton of different like i don't know we'll just get a ton of like kids who who we'll, we'll have them watch like a youtube tutorial on how to fit someone with a suit and we'll line them up on a desk in arizona and they will be our digital tailors and we'll just go through these height weight um and pictures and stuff like that and we'll get the perfect size and fitting um for a suit for these people and we'll mail it out to you it'll cost like i don't know 200 bucks or something so we'll just have really competitive prices that undercut the market and boom, and we'll, we'll we'll give it a good name so it's not like cringe. It has to sound like a, a designer um, suit brand. Uh huh. DTC suits. That's my pitch. <laughs> Crane. Maybe we'll just call it Crane. <laughs> but we have to no. Le Cron. Le Cron. It has to be like French or something. Le Cronet. Le, le Cronet. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So that's my idea. DTC suits. But say, would you buy something from Le Cronet? I think so. I'm just the best saying, part. is it not a good idea? Like, I, like, it's, it's, I feel like it's all solid, these though. things no, are actually good. like like overpriced. And if no, you can are. use, yeah. oh my gosh, Maseo, we'll use AI technology to scan oh AI. the images of you. Okay, so now we have the one billion dollars of startup cash that we need. Now that we said the, the AI word, looks crazy. Um, <laughs> so I maybe we'll do that. We'll put all of our money in Silicon Valley Bank to store it while we're setting this up. I don't of see course. how anything can go wrong. No, I think there was like some news about them, like, like some, someone stole like $42 or something like from what, from the bank for, yeah. Right. That's someone else. I'm sure it's no big deal. It's fine. Like banks yeah, don't collapse. Just, banks don't never, they never collapse. Banks are too big well, no, to fail. Banks can't the Fed will money. just bail they, them they, out. They print, they print <laughs> the money in the back. So yeah, yeah, exactly. They just have, <laughs> they have two, they have, they have two Epsons in the back. And they just, have, uh, <laughs> Um, have you seen ATMs? They're actually just money printers. Yeah, sure. Don't yeah. let them lie to you. But yeah, um, DDC, DDC suits. I think it's a good idea. Suits are, are too Not expensive sweet. and the markup is crazy. So uh, let's let's make it, put it online. It's like all the DDC mattress companies. I think it's the next, the natural next move. Right down the street from uh, the building is a school, elementary school. Those are your what? workers. Oh. Your workers dude, are down the street. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's great you can't joke about it. that's a joke that is not serious at all bro that is crazy Masail, would, he meant he meant the teachers at the elementary school where yeah yeah the teachers, the teachers the teacher yeah that's what yeah. he said he literally said okay moving on yeah. bro that's, serious. <laughs> that's crazy bro we're gonna get canceled i meant, I meant the okay teachers. <laughs> this video's gonna be like one view we're gonna wonder yeah, if, why if my forehead vein is popping that's when you know it's gone serious <laughs> Okay, so here's my idea, right? It's direct to consumer. It's, I think I would do a subscription based thing for this, but it would be sub, like it'd be subscription boxes for the gym, but it'd be based off of your time in the gym. So it'd be like your first. So it's like a lot of people will say like, "Oh, I want to start going to the gym." Like yeah. I don't really know where to start. And so what the first thing we'll do, you pay like the, I don't know, I don't know how much it would cost, but you pay. They send you. There's like a, it's like a personal trainer that's like contracted out. They mm -hmm. send you a personalized workout routine and a diet and they send you like some equipment, like, you know, maybe some, some supplements, maybe like a pre-workout, 
some trend. Maybe some some maybe some trend, some gloves, maybe some whatever you need, you know, whatever you need for your first yeah, month yeah, of yeah. lifting to get yourself in there. Maybe some nice socks or some nice shorts, and then like, you know, your third month comes around and you talk back with your people. They revise your training regimen and they send you some more stuff for your third month then. So now they send you maybe like a like a lifting belt. You get a little more serious now. Okay. Okay. You get like a lifting belt. Maybe they send you some you know, some protein powder. Oh, protein powder probably in the first one. They send you some more protein powder, some more supplements, and they revise, you know, your diet and all that stuff. And then, you know, another three months pass. They send you some more stuff. They revise your routine again. They send you more goodies. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming like the supplements would be sent on a monthly basis. And like every three months you would revise the the routines to an extent. But I think it's just kind of like a way to combine them all together though. Because there's like there's subscriptions to like protein powder. Yeah. And there's personal trainers you can come you can buy. But I feel like this is like kind of gets it all together. And it gets people committed too. It's like, you know, as you talked about a long time with the sunk cost fallacy. That's like true. That can, yeah, that could definitely like it's one more sunk cost you can attach to the gym. It. Yeah, I like it. Exactly. I like it. Um, it's like my body tutor with um, with an added physical product attached to it. So my body tutor is like this Zoom call, um, personal diet trainer thing oh. that a lot of people highly recommend. Like, um. Sam Parr from MFM is huge on this. Like, really? bro, literally plugs okay. my body tutor in every episode. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, people like my body tutor, and I think if you just attach, like, like you're saying, a physical uh, subscription box to it, and like you talk to your tutor about what um, things they recommend for you, but then you just upsell them by sending it directly to them and not having them go out yeah, to the exactly. grocery store and and uh, get that stuff. I think, and I think, and you could partner with certain supplement companies that obviously offer a bright enough pro- a broad enough product category to where you can actually give people like truly specific things for what they need that'll help them. Um, yeah. But you can get bulk deals and stuff like that and just send stuff out that way. I like. Yeah. That was we, my, that's my plan. <laughs> good plan. I like it. No, that's actually that's actually solid. I'm going to have to purchase this. What is what's the name though? Gemology gemology okay okay almost you're getting close to one of the names i had for my next one um but i guess i guess tagging tag adding the ology is just uh yeah, that <laughs> a go-to ology, for us just a go- go-to gemology. for us carology yeah that's fun yeah uh another okay ah. um here's my next one I think this yeah. one actually has crazy upside potential and it could be the next big thing. It, I really think that this business, especially in, in the season that we're heading into right now, has maybe the biggest upside, realistic upside potential of any business that I've ever talked about on this podcast because it's relatively accessible and you can make this a trend on TikTok. All right. So baseball season is starting all right i play baseball so i've i've i can i can tell you with confident inside knowledge that the number one priority of every single teenager heading into their high school baseball season especially the jv kids no but even the var everyone their number one priority before the season it's not going to the gym and getting ready all right it's not like eating healthy and making sure that their diets are good it's not 
getting seven and a half hours of sleep. It's not even practicing before they get to their actual games. The number one priority is getting dripped out. All right. (laughs) These kids cannot perform to their highest potential unless they're wearing their Oakley's and they got their shysties on and they got their arm sleeves and stuff like that. All right. The problem is these high schoolers are broke. All right. They ain't got no money. None of these baseball kids work jobs. Okay. We have practice. We literally go to school and we have practice from 345 until it's pitch black. So there's no money to be had. All right. It's always just going up to ask mommy, mommy, give me money so I can buy $150 Oakley's. Um, the thing is, yeah, Oakley's cost that much. All right. So we're looking at like $150 for a pair of plastic sunglasses. All right. There's no glass to be seen in these fools. Okay. They're athletic glasses. You can't put glass on them. That's a safety hazard. Um, these like shysties kids are buying like the little like ski mask type things. Um, arm sleeves. All of that costs money. They're chains. Okay. Kids are literally going to practice and they're like handing. They're like paying to buy chains off of each other. Because they can't afford to buy them new. So the thing is, Oakley's literally like Luxottica owns all these sunglasses companies, sunglass companies, like Ray-Bans with real glass and polarizers cost like $15 to make. Those Oakley's yeah. that kids are wearing, make co- I guarantee you they cost like $10 at max. So what no, we want to do, less than it's probably less than that. I mean, Pit Viper kind of proved this, but even Pit Vipers are $60. Like Dude, that's still Viper's way too much. So what I'm saying is we need to start a trendy D2C baseball drip company and then eventually we extend into the entire sports market. So what you need is, it's like what Pit Viper did. You need a trendy name and you need to get this everywhere and we're going to undercut the market. We're going to charge less than Pit Viper so we can make it truly accessible, all right? Because we want this to be for everyone. I'm saying like $30, $40 for a pair of sports sunglasses, we'll throw in a couple free lenses and things like that, or we can make it so you can customize your own glasses and, and make it so it matches your team colors, okay? Like Oakley does that, but it probably costs like $700. So we're gonna do it for probably. like 50 bucks. You wanna get a matching arm sleeve? Yeah, we'll do that too. You know what, we'll make a set with a shicey and arm sleeve of some sunglasses and a chain and some grip tape for your bat. And then eventually, once we max out baseball, and once every high school kid in the country is wearing our stuff, then we break into basketball because basketball kids, football kids need to have their gloves and their arm sleeves and their cleats and all that. Maybe yeah, maybe we start making shoes. Maybe we get into the cleats. I just see how this can grow <laughs> exponentially. And all you need to do is get a hundred, like f- like a hundred pairs of sunglasses. So a hundred times ten, um, a thousand dollars. Maybe it, it probably costs more. We'll say like we'll say like three thousand dollars for your initial batch or something. You give out these sunglasses to a lot of like the influencer baseball kids. I'm not like talking like big people. You just give them to all these people that have like, you know, a couple thousand followers or some college kids and you get this to become a trend on TikTok and you get people to see this brand and they go and see how much it costs and they're like $40 for a legit brand. Yes, sir. And they go and buy it. This is I, that's solid. Like, do that's, I need to do this or something? I think you do. I mean, you sound... He's unprepared too. Like, okay, this is a committed business. This is a real business. This is no um, passive income, two seconds to set up. If you want to do this correctly, you need to get like in contact with a supplier to get your brand on everything you make. You want to get the shysties need to be like embroidered with your logo. The arm sleeves need to be embroidered with your logo. Like all of this needs to happen. Um, But once you get it set up, 
I mean, the amount there are like how many people, how, like every how many high schools are there in the country? Like fifteen thousand. What is fifteen thousand yeah. within how? What's the average baseball program size? Let's say times like thirty like ish. Thirty people. Yeah, that is a whopping four hundred and fifty thousand people. That is just your market in the United States. Now think globally. Like I, this is all. I'm, <laughs> like there's and then all the other sports. You remember when, like people bought pit vipers. Every single racist in the country needed to have a pair of those. Like <laughs> there is so much potential upside. I think. Um, seriously, seriously, this is 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 a big idea. This is strap. No, I good. don't have a name though. That's the thing. You need a good name. Baseballogy. I, it's, it's, it's a fucking it's a it's a really bad name man but Ballology. um <laughs> i don't know you'd have to get a good name like you'd have to find the next pit viper the next oakley basically but at the same time i don't know like oakley is just someone's last name is it not i think maybe so. yeah i don't know we'll just call it crane for i don't Craney. know craney craney <laughs> <laughs> you get people Craney'd to mispronounce like that um so i don't know we'd have to you'd have to find a good name I don't know if it matters that much, but you just have to make this drip. You'd have to market it on TikTok. You have to get everyone wearing it. And you just have to get to the point where people are not embarrassed to be wearing your brand. And then you've made it. That's all you need. Not embarrassed. We're not looking like people being proud to wear a brand is um, that's extra credit. All right. Yeah. But we're just want them to be not embarrassed so that they buy your $40 sunglasses over Oakley's $160 sunglasses. It's the only goal. Yes, that is my. I rest my case. Um, <laughs> D2C baseball drip and sports drip is the next big thing. Yeah. I'm it's passionate good, about I, that one, man. I think I've seen those for football before. Like the visors. Yeah, bro. I don't mean, You could sell. Yeah, exactly. You could sell visors. You could sell like matching visor, arm sleeve, and glove packs to football players. And all, any cool. of that any of that christmas gift what huh oh my oh, gosh christmas birthday Merry gift christmas. what huh oh my dude it's just <laughs> perfect it's a perfect it's it's ideal it's ideal all right like let's, the parents yeah let's yeah, move so. on um we're at 30 minutes maseo let's hold off on my next thing and let's just head into your uh your little thing that you're gonna end it off with which why your <laughs> What? The last thing on there that I, oh, I, oh, I want yeah, you yes, to be yes, able to yes, say yes, it yes. first. I don't want to spoil okay, it. Okay, okay. So I was doing a little bit of researching and I was talking to my dad. And he said he met this guy who had a company. They call it, It's called Ethos, right? Okay. And what they're going to be is a intergalactic gas station. <laughs> okay. I don't... <laughs> Explain, please. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if they've gotten to the intergalactic part yet. But they're a gas station in space. I feel like intergalactic sounded cooler than space station. Wait, so space are they like station. renting? Are they like paying rent to like the moon aliens or something? No, you no, no. So moon yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. So on the moon, there's ice like underneath the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So that means there's water on the moon. Yeah. And inside that uh, water, it has a different... Sure. You're not water exactly. It's, it's a different chemical construction than... There like might be a lot of water on the moon. It's like... Yeah. Okay, well, they're gambling off the chance that that's right. So, (laughs) and their whole plan is they're going to mine this, like, ice or material from the moon Mm -hmm. and create rocket fuel from it 
in space. Uh In space. And they're going to set up gas stations for spaceships between the Earth and the moon, which will allow for cheaper refueling in space rather than having to go back and refuel. And I don't know the chance of this actually working, but... (laughs) Confused. Between the Earth and the moon? Yes. Or sorry, just like somewhere up there. That's on their the plan. They're putting. They're gonna. Put, they're gonna put. Ga- no, no, no. It's not gonna be on the moon. It'll be in space. It'll be free floating gas you, stations. I don't. Why do you need gas to get to? There's no. There's no gravity. What? For a rocket. Yeah. You you don't need you don't need gas to get you. You just need enough gas to get out of the atmosphere. And then you just need enough propulsion to, like, change... Maceo, we're in physics. We know this. You're right. Okay, well, their business model is, <laughs> is rocket fuel in space. Did your dad so. just, like, meet... Is this, like, a homeless guy your dad met at Costco? <laughs> <laughs> he went to, like, a like like a, like a a tech startup, like, meetup. And these guys were there. And then, here, here, here. You want to hear the most ambitious part of their plan? Okay, tell me. Is, I'm, I, it can't get any worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can. So... Here, sorry, let me um let me pull this up. So their big the thing forehead is forehead vein is popping. You know this is going crazy, bro. <laughs> they're on their website. It says all caps. Earth is too hot. What's their website? It's called ethos-space.com. They couldn't they couldn't afford the one without the dash. No, the website's also pretty terrible. But um, so they okay. Wanna- wait, no, it looks kind of cool. But why is the the landing screen not take up the whole page? Yeah, I don't know. Water is the oil of space. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh my gosh, they're selling me on it. I'm. How can I give them money? One dollar to refuel? That's what I'm saying. It's cheaper to to refuel there. But oh you see gosh. the bottom. You see the bottom <laughs> right of their um their diagram here. One space when rocket fuel is cheaper than gas at ages. Normal gas. You know, do you see their 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 diagram though? The one with the one dollar on it. You see in the bottom right that that shape of stuff. Yeah. Squares. So that's supposed to be a sunshade to block the sun from Earth to reduce global warming. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. And that is their yeah. master plan. Well, their master plan. Map lunar ice in economic detail. Mine it to sell rocket fuel. Sell fuel in orbit. Expand lunar production and metals and power. And build a planetary sunshade to reduce global warming. Is that how that works? No. I mean, I don't know. I, I They have funding. Stop, like, global warming happens because we have, like, an atmosphere and, like, stuff gets trapped in it. I guess if we just make the whole thing and, colder. And it's, like, and it's, like holding in heat. I mean, I yeah, guess I if like, you just I block like the, the sun. the sun really isn't the problem. But I, I will, I, I'd imagine I like blocking it, the I sun would cause some other problems, like, make it in little- growing, ag- like, in, like, agriculture and things like that and yeah. stuff that needs sun. But, hey, that's a discussion then, for another day. Um, yeah. And I don't really understand if the, their sunshade is also a gas station or is there a sunshade <laughs> just pieces of metal in the sky? <laughs> Maybe they need the gas station so they can go make the sunshade. So they can go build the sunshade. Well, you know what? That's my my big kicker. I, I want to I hear everyone's thoughts on this. If you have some some friendly words or some not-so-friendly words, just let us know. Send I'm kind of fuel factory from Earth to Moon. Make fuel on moon from ice, export fuel to space depots, sell customers fuel, 
anywhere in space. I mean, it's okay, like, some of the diagrams they have like pretty pretty legit. Pretty convincing. They definitely yeah. just like hired a six year old on or they definitely like, hired like an Evan type of person on Fiverr who just like has extra time and wants to mess around in Blender to make them uh these diagrams. <laughs> I tell you it's just like eight starships on there. Just everywhere. Do you see their their temperature tomorrow equals temperature today plus delta future emissions minus delta emissions removal? Minus Delta Solar Engineering. Temperature tomorrow equals temperature today plus change in future emissions minus change in emission removal minus change in solar geoengineering. Okay. I don't understand These what they founders. mean by that, but you know what? You go, guys. <laughs> um, you do that. Yeah. Good luck, Ethos. Slightly <laughs> confused on, on, on the idea of, like, I mean, I get like like refueling um, to Mars makes sense. You make um, uh, a gas station on um, you make a gas station on the moon, so that you only need to make a rocket big enough to have enough fuel to get out of the Earth's atmosphere and to the moon, and then you can um, eventually just do shuttles between the Earth and Moon, and then you can refuel because it takes less and it, it takes less gas to get out of the moon's atmosphere than yeah. the earth's well, actually the, in their the diagram here they the gas station whatever. floating in space so yeah i'm so yeah if someone just like i don't know decided to like rerun the gas station is it just gonna inevitably fly away i'm not crazy right though like like you only need gas to change the trajectory of your rocket but like hopefully you just like don't mess that up and if you do well, think- it doesn't take that much to correct it and then you need enough gas to get like out of whatever, out of the atmosphere and out of the gravitational field of whatever celestial body that you're landed on. But I think when you're in space, though, you still need force to move. I guess there's no resistance then. So like you're, you'd always be. Well, moving. no, you just you fire just engine once, direction. and that's it. Yeah. And then you just keep going because there's nothing stopping you. you. Just, yeah, you just inertia, like, inertia, baby. Law of inertia. New- Newton's first. First law, I believe, right? Yes. I, yes. Sure. First law. First I law. I think I got that question wrong in the test. <laughs> <laughs> Could not be me, bro. <laughs> okay. All what right. did we go over today? We talked about a bank. Intergalactic we went from a gas bank stations. collapsing to intergalactic <laughs> gas stations with baseball, shiesty, and drip in between. <laughs> what a crazy episode, man! Welcome back to Teen Finance. We're back, Mark your baby. calendars for next week. Who knows if we'll, if we'll still be called Team Finance by then. Name changes, man. We need more Incoming feedback. Merger. <laughs> anyone. If anyone actually listens to our podcast enough to make it to the end of this episode, you are the only person that matters. So tell us if we should change the name to Back of the Envelope um, ASAP. <laughs> Thank you. Our email is, uh, is teenfinancepod at gmail.com. For now. Mark your calendars. For now. We'll see you <laughs> next time. Later. See ya. Bye.